Welcome back to Late Tackle. My name is Howie Khan. Episode 40, the final episode in a legendary rugby series, if I may say so myself. Welcome to the <laughs> usuals, <laughs> to Morgan Newman, to Worms on Cell, but a very special guest chaps that we have in our midst tonight. Eventually, after weeks and weeks and weeks of inviting him and asking him, getting permission from everybody, Springbok Captain, Sia Khaleesi. The bear. Welcome. Thank you so much. How, How are you? Thank Welcome, Sia. Very good, thank you. Welcome to Late Tackle. Thank you, Minier. Thank you for clearing your schedule. You're a busy man. No problem. For worms, I'll do anything. No, but I mean, yeah, no, but specifically, <laughs> you've, you're actually in a very well-earned rest and downtime. Eh? Yeah. So honestly, for taking time yeah, out absolutely. of that, it's golden Thank family you. time and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No problem. Thank I you hope so you're not doing any gym, any running, most of your day horizontal. <laughs> I actually did that today. Did I you? I just started running yeah. and I did a bit of gym. Because I led on to you. Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. He sent yes. us a program today, so I think it's. You have to FaceTime while you. Yeah, while I show him while I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing your program. <laughs> so, Sia, um, aside from rugby, you're a door-to-door underwear salesman. Um, yeah. Big campaign going on at the moment. Um, you were telling us off air that Frankie's is going nicely. Yeah. yeah How it's nice. Going well. It's going well. Obviously, I've got Timmy there. Obviously, he stopped rugby to make sure he runs a business, and it's been going well so far. Uh, but it's tough for me because I'm away most of the time, so he does all the hard work. When I'm back, uh, I push more of the marketing side to get people to wear Frankies and people to see about it and post about Frankies. But I mean, Timmy Whitehead, he would probably claim, well, he looks like he's executive chairman. You think <laughs> he's doing all the hard work. He is. He's, he's yeah. either in Sicily or, uh, or on one of the Greek Isles. Just, um, but he's always in Frankies. That's brand awareness, exactly. Yeah, he's getting the brand internationally. And they obviously. Who's the number one model in this organization at the moment? Is it you or Tim? Because what did he say? He's got the better six-pack, yeah. you've got the better arms, or how does it, it work? It just depends on the lighting on the day. Uh, you know? Better lighting works for me. <laughs> yeah, but our number one model is obviously is current to wear. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is that proof that anybody can wear them? Basically, no matter it's, your, for your <laughs> it's for everyone. It's for everyone. Because that's the magic of rugby, yeah. is, there, is that there's a position for everybody, no matter your height, speed, size, girth. There, there is a position on the field for you. Listen, I shared a room with Scarra once. He doesn't wear Frankies. When the lights go off, I know. That's, Trust me, I've been in his room for years. How are you keeping on that fact? I'm scarred. I'm still scarred. I'm still scarred. But yeah, onto, onto more serious matters. Um, yeah, I mean, where are we sitting now? We're sitting in October, a uh, couple of months into your first season as full-time Springbok captain. I mean, first of all, did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that you would be Springbok captain? No. And no. secondly... Talk us through it. I mean, how's it been? Now, obviously, you know I'm from from Zuidi. I obviously never thought of, let alone being a Springbok captain, being a Springbok. Um, but it's it's really it's it's been amazing. Uh, not only for me, for my family, obviously, and where I come from, it's been it's been really huge. And yeah, it's been going very well. I think um, um, I lead uh, differently to, to 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 a lot of people, and I prefer empowering the other guys because I know I've got a lot of guys who've been captain. You know, Eben and the one Whiteleys, and I prefer uh, shared uh, uh, leadership because obviously there's stuff that they know that I don't know, you know, and they help me in a lot of things. It's taken a lot of pressure off me. It was tough at the beginning because it was new, you know, the the whole country was going crazy, so it kind of took me off my my game, you know. Um, off now it's been it's been going well. I think I think my game has been going better than it did in June. Yeah, Rassi actually said that the other day with you sitting next to him at a press conference that he felt you didn't play well enough in, in June, yeah. but you'd, you'd picked it up. And uh, were you that critical? Was he that critical? Did you, 
did, did no one really have to tell you? Did you know yourself? I you knew. Sort of no, I knew. I mean, you know as a player, you both sure. know as players that when you walk on the field, you're like, you know, that's that's not your best. And I've obviously had to work hard. After Super Rugby, we had a camp where we never normally have a break. We had a camp in Stellenbosch. I think my fitness got better because I missed a lot of the preseason. And it was more calm and, and um, you know, I did things that I normally do and I trained a lot more, focused more on the rugby. And I think Coach Rice has helped us a lot with bonus players. You know, after training, I'll go watch my training and see where I can improve. Mm -hmm. So I've put all of my focus into making sure that I deliver on Saturday. The thing, um, you good mates <laughs> with Faf Duplessis and JP Dermany. And I saw yeah. the other day in a game, uh, Faf came back as captain, but he used JP as the coin tosser. Because yeah. he said JP had such good success as the <laughs> coin tosser. So you're standing ready to shake hands and he yeah. said, hang on, I've got my coin tosser. JP came across the screen, <laughs> tossed the coin and, and he buggered off. But but you mentioned the workload that gets shared and stuff. I mean, yeah. is that is that during the week when Warren will help you with certain things? Is that on the training ground? And then on the actual field itself, you've got captains of positions yeah. and, and, and structure. Cap yeah, it's on and off the field as well. With stuff that we do off the field, you know, if we're planning something, if we want to go somewhere with the players. And on the field as well, when you're training, you know, I like Andre will be with attack and exits and stuff and Vili and Faf will be involved in that. With the forwards, your ear band and your, and your Franco Mosset will help with that kind of stuff. So at the field, all I have to worry about is my performance and talking to the ref and obviously watch over what everything. If something I'm not happy about on the field, I can speak to the guys. Mm -hmm. So um, my thing, you know, obviously congratulations first. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen you since your selection. But for me, it's broad as daylight clear that there's something different. Yeah. with this Springbok side, as opposed to what we've seen over the last, whatever it is, five years. Now, take your captain's hat off for five minutes, and, and I mean, what is the distinct difference between you've been a Bok now for however many years it is, and you've been in a number of, under a number of leaderships, under a number of, played with a certain massive group of players. What's different about this, this group? Because to me, I can, I see it, but obviously you can't put your finger on it, you know, I'm not involved in the setup, but there is a distinct difference between Besides performance, yeah, which is, is also clear, uh, there's something very distinctly different this year with, the, with this group of players. Just give us a little bit of insight into what is that distinct difference. Um, I think for me it's how I think Coach Rossi came into the pitch, obviously, from the first camp we came in, where, you know, all you have to do is just perform from a union, where he came in, we had an alignment camp, and he told us straight, this is how you make a Springbok team. And... It's not about how many followers you have on social media. It's not about all of that. The main thing is to make sure you perform every Saturday. And he brings that in, and he's got a, obviously a certain way he wants us to play, but he makes sure he does everything during the week to get us ready to that. And then we work together, and you can see who's working, looking at their plays and making sure they know what to do. And how hard we work for one another in the team, I think that's one thing that binds us together. Mm -hmm. And knowing that the main thing is a springboard. Not me, my performance. I can have a bad performance, but I'm doing the right things for the team. That's the most important thing. When I walk off the field, I know I've given everything for you and for you, whether I'm happy with my performance or not. If we come back and the coach is happy with how many rugs I've hit and how important the stuff that I did on the field, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. My personal things, I put them aside. You know, I must always do what I'm, I'm good at on the field. Yeah, it's very clear. But making sure that I've given everything for the jersey is the most important thing. I think that that sort of comes through um, a lot in the way you guys have played in the England series and the Rugby Championship Bears. You can see that numbers 1 through 23 taking accountability yeah. for, their, for their roles, yeah. whatever it happens to be in that game. You know, as you mentioned, the other leaders, 
even if it's a guy who's not a leader and he's number 21, you yeah. know what I mean? He still comes on and there's definitely that sense of ownership. I have a, I have a job to do. Russi's big mantra when we were there was, I don't know, one of them was, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. You know, and don't look to someone else yeah. to sort of spark you yeah. on or do it for you. You run out there, you got yeah. your boots on, do the job and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. But now, looking forward to that, I mean, obviously, November Test Series, highly anticipated. Yeah. Some massive games are waiting. Mm. How much planning have you been involved in um, already now in, in terms of what's, what's coming up? Is it a sense of that the coaches have all been, you know, that they've focused on that? Or has there been an element of drawing the, the captain and the senior, leader, senior leaders into that? Yeah, so obviously it's been like a, a, a long year of rugby, mm. you know. So they gave us this two weeks off, but um, they sent us programs to make sure we maintain our fitness and everything. Okay. But yeah, we, we still get informed of what's happening, you know. If there's new plans, they send us um, videos and, and, and worksheets on our, on our phone. You can sit at home and watch it on your phone, you know, it's when amazing. you have time. So that, that sense, we've grown in that as well, sure. where you always, there's always stuff for you to look at, mm. you know. There's videos and stuff, and we chatting, we have groups on, on, on WhatsApp where we can talk to each other if there's new stuff. So we're always aligned, but at the same time, they want us now to rest a bit sure. and refresh and then start again. Okay, Clear your minds. 100%. Yeah. And so obviously, family time is important. Absolutely. And some of the guys who haven't played um, um, a lot of rugby are now playing Curry Cup. So yeah, um, we can talk in 10 years' time about your time as Springbok captain, Rassi's time as Springbok coach. I think one thing that'll stand out is that win in Wellington. Yeah. I mean, did you feel that did that day feel different before, obviously after? But could you feel something was going to happen? Yeah. Yes, it was a special week in so many ways. I mean, you've lost two games in a row. Mm. And, you know, and obviously people have a lot of things to say. And we know how passionate South Africans are about their rugby. And you know how, how big rugby is in South Africa. Not only as a sport and what it does for people, you know. When you wake up in the morning with sprinkles of one, you know, you're sitting on a high when you're sitting at work, you're speaking about the weekend. Mm. And we knew that, you know, but we were there by ourselves with the, obviously, the coaching staff, you know. And we knew how tough it's going to be, but our focus wasn't on that. Our focus was making sure I make the guy next to me proud and I give him his, everything I can, you know. And when you're tired, put up your hand, you say, I'm done. I've given everything. I can't anymore. You walk off the field. That was our whole thing. And we, we were together that you could feel it, man. You could feel it. Like, even with that last 10 minutes where they were sitting on our line, you know, a lot of people won't believe me, but I was sitting there. I remember Malcolm was walking up and down, like, sit down. Trust me, the boys <laughs> have this, you know. Yeah. And when it happened, you know, I was happy, but I wasn't, like, over the moon because I know we work hard and we knew, you know, and it just it's a huge thing because obviously we respect the, the, the All Blacks and they're number one team in the world, and it's huge for us. We're sixth in the world. We just lost two games, and we go and pull off something like that. It was really it was really special. And the most important thing was it's about getting the respect back in the Springbok jersey. Mm -hmm. Now, one guy that joined you on that overseas leg was Cheslin Colby. Yeah. Williams, can you quickly just hit the computer there for one sec, please? Yeah, sure. We just want um, to see this. Sir. We just want to see screen. how maybe you can yeah. commentate for us or something. I mean, but this kind of stuff, I mean, you, you and Chesley are great mates off the field as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this here. That... <laughs> I mean, that, 
yeah. when when you heard that he was getting called up, I mean, yeah. I, I, I saw you that week and you said to me, Howie, I can't tell you who, but someone's getting called yeah. up to the squad this week. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> look at the, like his blocking afterwards. You know, everybody sees the steps. Yeah. But he carries on and blocks such flag. He maybe could have gone to that wing. You know, those are the small things that people yeah, yeah. want to see. And the thing he does, this is a training, and I, I can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> I get so irritated because I can't get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's really special. But how much has he stuff. added, um, like, off the field? I mean, he, he's a good, he, he's a quiet guy. Special. Yeah. But, but has he fitted in nicely and yeah. you've obviously enjoyed He must have loved being there. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we're a young group and a lot of guys have played with him and uh, some guys have played against him. And we've seen what he's done overseas, you know. And I know, being close to him, I know how much it means for him to be part of the group. And he's had to go through, you know, the, the mm. kind of back route. And, you know, you, you can't keep a good man down, man. He's been working really hard. And it means so much to him to be to be part of this group and um, I really hope he stays and because I believe he's got so much more so to offer. Mm. But it's, uh, hi, just quickly, I mean, <clears throat> you know, the guys in Europe are dining out on this. Mm. The, the French commentators, even last year, I mean, you know, Ches and Colby's basically been the signing of the last five years at Toulouse. Mm. And that shouldn't discount the fact that Renan Alstead's also been a revelation. Yeah. There, but, yeah. but Ches and Colby has been, you know, Unbelievable because he can turn Oaks on a two cent piece, mm. but but the fact is is that that's not this is not something that we've never seen before. Yeah. Mm. We've yeah. been seeing this for five six years. It just goes to show how maybe in South Africa we are a bit hooked up on size, mm. you know. In that we've been seeing this yet we didn't recognise the the unbelievable value and potential here. And he goes overseas, honestly. You know, opening round of um, of European Champions Cup and the guys making headlines. Freddie Burns is very grateful that he's that Chesney's making the headlines well, from this game. But just Burns, before we, before we move that, away yeah. from Chesney quickly, Morgan, I can I just, is a lot, yeah. there's a large part of me that is also Strunk thinking. Or sparkling water. There we go, Worms. Yeah, thanks for me too, please. Uh, uh, there's a the large part of me that you. believes that uh, you know I was a big advocate for this. The Springbok jersey was cheap for a long time. I was a bit I, I was a big believer in <coughs> it. it was it was a cheap jersey. You know, uh, it was given to too many players. And, and it was just, there was no, the value of the, of the jersey got lost, to me personally, for a yeah. number of years. And then this group has come along under new leadership and, and new guidance and all that kind of stuff. And I feel they've brought that back. And let's be brutally honest. Yes, we've seen this out of Chesney for the last five years. But personally, if I must call a spade a spade here, I don't think Chesney was Springbok material up until the day he got selected. And it proved through, I mean, yes, his size always played against him for a long time. But if we had picked Chesney two or three years ago or a year ago, I don't think he necessarily was ready. This move going to France and what it's done for him and him, the maturity that he's gained and the player that he came back as is not the player that I think he left here as. And that for me is why seeing this is so amazing, number one. And seeing him perform the way he did for a spring, in a Springbok jersey is so amazing because he fronted up physically. I mean, not a lot of people see this. He's standing next to the ruck at times, making hits against big defenders. I mean, that's purely all timing and all just putting your body on the line. And it shows that he wasn't there to go and score the tries and be the, be the winger on the... It's a cultural thing that, you know? The Springboks have created this culture where a winger doesn't stand on the wing anymore and want to be the pretty boy and score the tries. When it came down to him getting his hands dirty and standing next to the rock and trying to make a big hit against an all-black uh, attacker running at him, he was prepared to do that. And that, for me, is where I go, now I see a real change, a real 
you know, it's not a word. That's why when Sia says to me, there's oak die for each other, Mel, you know, they've, they've built this culture. That is a culture we can't put our finger on. We never had for so long. So to see that and to see him mature into the player that he's become now is really, really refreshing because I think there are a number of more players that will start in that environment will get a taste of Springbok rugby without the jersey being cheapened just by giving every Dick Tom and Harry cap. Sia, you, you mentioned uh, earlier in the show about your, your upbringing and where you come from. Um, and there's that iconic photo of you and your school blazer meeting Skulk Berger when Skulk had hair, which was yeah. a long, long time ago. We swapped now. <laughs> no, <laughs> and um, all I can see, there's a lot of Khaleesi ears and Berger hair. Um, and you got that signature, he was your hero. But you always told me your first hero was Soli Tiabalika. He's the first guy you noticed and you were like, yeah. right, I want to play yeah. rugby because of this guy. Yeah. And, and how, I mean, obviously hell of a cliche, but, but how um, where are you of your standing as a, as a role model in, in South Africa? I I don't think I can determine that or say that, but I, I yeah, my my thing is you know, obviously I watched Soli when I was I was I was still in junior school then. Mm. His his school was three blocks away from my house. So I would go and watch him, you know, in the student coach stick at that time he was also still young. And, you know, I always looked up to him of the way he played as well, you know. And then I got to play with Skalk where I got the signature when I was younger and like the person he is, you know, I think it's what inspires me um, the most. That's why I think you can be as good a rugby player as you want. If you're not a good person, I mean, mm. it, you know, because you can be a rugby player for a certain amount of time. That's my thing. I always want to be a, a, a good person and set a, a, be a role model off the field more than on the field because the next day there'll be someone better than you, you know, and you move on. So that's my thing. I try and inspire in what I do. And with the platform that I have, I try to use that by helping younger kids in my township. That's why I give back, you would know, mm. with my club and my school, you know, because we used to play with one jersey, three different teams, you know, and you'd swap over, give it to the next guy. That's why I said my first salary, that's my goal. And I did that. I give them jerseys every single year. And I think that that is stuff that um, we as people don't see. But for me, I was fortunate enough to grow up in that environment. So it's easy for me to, to give back. And the easiest thing, thing to do is to give money and leave there. You don't even know where the money is going. So I prefer going to my school and asking what they need and then give it to them. And that's why I wish a lot of players would, would get to because that gives you more. It warms up your heart more than anything else than winning games and do all the kind of stuff. But at the same time, it pushes me to perform because I know without me performing, I can't be helping any other person. So it's a pressure that I put on myself to make sure I'm always working hard because there's so much more there's much more people who are looking up to me who need me to, to help them out. We mentioned Skulk now. I mean, who, who's been, since you joined Province in 2010, you played in that great under-19 mm -hmm. side with Skara and Eben and Damien, was still at school, but he played. Who's been the biggest influence from a playing point of view um, since you joined Western Province, sort of training with the big boys? Yeah, I think uh, Brian and, and, and John, who still mentors me, you know, because... Um, and, and, you know, it was it was an, a great environment when I started. I enjoyed the guys. And much more different now because we're all almost the same age, mm. you know. Wimsy was there <laughs> to help us out, give us trouble when we don't know our, our lineups calls, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think that whole group, you know, Worms, Andres and, and Skulk, they helped us a lot, you know, and they took us in, you know, and Brian, you know, he has all these contacts wherever he goes in New Zealand, he will take us out with the, with the guys. And he, he passed on, they, they passed on that to us, and now we try and do it with the guys. But now it's not younger guys, it's guys our age, you know. So it, they, all the guys played a huge role in us, and we still talk about it, you know. We miss playing with them, you know, how they just 
for us. In the, we didn't feel like juniors, although we respected them and put them there. But yeah, they were really good to us. And I think that's the best thing about, about it. You want to go to a union where you feel welcomed, you know. That's why I could give my best. I remember my first season. I really enjoyed it a lot because the guys backed me. You know, they gave me a certain job and that's all I had to do. I'd love to know if there's been as... <clears throat> you know, it's easy to use the word special, but mm. if you take that group of yours who arrived and that, I'll never forget it. I mean, no one wanted to be in Fanta Pants' gym group, eh? Because yeah. he, like, he just embarrassed yeah. everybody else like was still at school. <laughs> and you, you weren't far behind. But if you take Fanta Pants, Frenchie, yourself, Scatman, Urban... Like, but, was yeah, there. no, no, but it, exactly the same year who came into that Super Rugby squad. Is there another <coughs> group at any other province? No, I who's don't think so. Stayed at the province, firstly, mm. that's for me is critical, mm. for so long together and gone on. I mean, if you pull the test, the Super Rugby and test caps mm. of, of your group, it's, yeah, it must be crazy. something amazing. Yeah. I, I can't off the top of my head think it's, of any. It's, I think it's the, the commitment we made to each other. We, yeah. We we love the we love the union we love the Stormers and, and Western Province and we said as even myself even France and and Nizam and Skara you know I know Nizam has left now but we we, we want to leave the jersey in a better place and yeah. it's been tough this uh, uh, this year um, but you know we still got next year we all still sign for, sure. for Super Rugby and we would love to bring a Super Rugby title to the Stormers because I think Please, when you guys left you. The jersey was here. It was final after final. I know we might we might not have won the title, but when you guys left, you left the jersey there, and then we, it's kind of dropped a bit. But I mean, we've got next year, and we've got no excuse. I mean, most of the pack is in the Springbok team. So yeah, for me, it's, it's so refreshing to hear a leader like yourself, never mind the Springbok captain, um, to speak speak so much about stuff outside of rugby because you know the reality is what the viewer sees is. I mean, how these guys get, um, you know, I create the perception in my head of Sia Kulisi by 80 minutes I see of his performance mm. on the field on a Saturday. That's the, only, that's the only touching point I have. For the most part, everything else, his life is personal, you know? And a high-quality mm. underwear brand. And, <laughs> yeah, but the, we'll leave the underwear brand Six for later. Six-pack everything. You know? I mean, it's but, <laughs> but it's so refreshing included. for me to sit here and to see you speak about things outside of the game because it's so much more to who these oaks are. And, and mm. again, it just reiterates to me the culture that's being built in South African rugby with our leader and, and, and hopefully it filters down to Western Province. I think we're missing something there. But that's a debate for another day. But I think Western Province is missing something and I potentially think it's leadership from a high up point of view, not from a player point of view. I mean, we've got the Springbok captain in our setup and we, we're not performing to the to where we should be performing. Then I think that we're going to look elsewhere. But that's a debate that we'll have another time. What I'm really trying to get at, Jerry, is where to for Sia Kulisi, uh, uh, you know, from here? Yeah, I know you're the Springbok captain and I know you're going to be there for a while. But I mean, you know, just in terms of obviously there's Rugby World Cup to look forward to and, and beyond. Hopefully you'll be around for a very long time and you can lead our side. But I mean, you know, just what is the, what is the immediate goal? Is it, is it to go and win the World Cup or is it to go and, is, are we looking just at November tests? Um, and, and obviously you talk about the, wanting, to, wanting to see the Stormers lift a, a trophy. That would be great for us. Where to for you for you going forward? Of just you know short term and then probably long term too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, for now it's obviously the end of year tour. That's the what exactly like I, what I'm focused on now because we had a tough one last year. Mm. Uh, last year, and and obviously I would love to win the World Cup squad and obviously uh, do and, and obviously win the World Cup with the boys and that's what we're working towards. But I haven't thought 
of much what I want to do yeah. after that. But you mean there's things, still things like the British and Irish Alliance tour two yeah. years after yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, that's crazy. Everything. Yeah. So there's still a lot of rugby, but I haven't thought of spoken about uh, yeah. with, obviously with my agents about my, yeah, my yeah. life so after I mean, you, the World you, Cup. You, you wouldn't have played in 2009. You were still no, in school. I was, I was no, you didn't play. I was in so, I mean, that's so, um, You were still yeah. dominating accounting and science and biology. I got dominated by them. <laughs> I got chased out of my... Because I wanted to be a doctor and I chose accounting, bio, science and maths. <laughs> I dropped out of science. They chased me out of science. They packed my bags for me. And then maths, I had to do maths literacy. The whole first team was there. All we spoke about was the game plan and everything. And the teacher was the first team coach. A trial with five colors. Penalty, yeah. Three, yeah. conversion, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So it's my only A out of all my whole report. That didn't cost us. So yeah, the, um, you know, everyone, we got Scarra on here a good few weeks ago and we chat, 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 fed him a couple of beers and he said, listen, tell us about Sia. But tell us about Scarra. I mean, didn't you laugh for like 20 minutes the first time you met him when he sort of yeah. came waddling over to you? Yeah. But you've got a great history with, with him, man. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, we met when we were 12. You still laugh for 20 minutes when you were waddling over. Yeah, we're 12. He's actually my longest friendship that I have with any other guys that I play rugby with. I met him when I was 12, played against each other, and I used to say he's old because he was the same size. <laughs> he played eighth man then. Oh, you know, no. he was so short. The, the number eight would sit on his bum. That's how low <laughs> his thing he was. You know, he was dominating. And yeah, we got a good friendship going for, for, and we stayed in contact until we met up at Western Province and he forced me to be his roommate, to became a roommate. <laughs> oh, no. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And our friendship is going strong and so good to see a guy like that where a lot of people would have said his career is finished and, mm. you know, he's very persistent in the fight and he had to go through a lot and, and he's still here and he loved it so much here in Cape Town and yeah. He loves playing under Pickles. Yeah, Pickles is <laughs> our man. He lives in the White House. I love it. Yeah, yeah. in the White yeah. House. I love it. Yeah, he's invited me to go over to the White House. I can't wait to have a bride there. Yeah, so he's loving it here and he's playing such great rugby. You know, they're doing really well in the Curry Cup, and I'm hoping the boys bring it home again. They've been doing, and it's good yeah. to see a couple of great boys there. Yeah, as yeah, well, Sergio yeah. is back into form. JJ is there as well. So yeah, I was about to ask you. I mean, obviously, a stupid question. Who's going to win the Curry Cup? Two weeks to go? Oh, come on, you can't be asking me that question. That's straight <laughs> out. I mean, That's straight out. Can't believe it. Good brand of rugby the boys are playing. I right? love it. It's, it's amazing. I, you know, when we were away, you were watching, when they played the Lions in Joburg, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, you know, this is like the base of the guys that we can mm. play with next year. And there's a lot of guys coming to, like, Sergio, he went through all his injuries, now mm. he's back in. It's good to see, you know, my highlight was when, obviously, uh, when he was one-on-one -on -one with... Um, with Cohen Bosch. Another great boy, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was. He had to show that he's a little bit older than him. You know, experience. You yeah. can't buy yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. you can see that. Yeah, in 2010, 100%. you couldn't see that. <laughs> that's they didn't true. know that. Didn't Is that know. what you were trying to tell him in 2010? I was. Because that's all I had, eh? Learn your line on calls, boys. <laughs> You mentioned a bit of charity work and stuff. I mean, is, is there any anything else that you're involved in, Frankie's? And then uh, you said you obviously give back a bit at home. I mean, is yeah. there anything else you can mention? No, I'm actually uh, working now. I'm joining this group called uh, Global Citizen. It's like a movement, you know. They, it's like a, you can download the app and then there's different kind of things. They, they, their main thing is to make a world a better place. So there's like hunger, education. You can fight, like you can tweet. They tweet the president and say, please, like... Um, add more funds to, to schooling like, and all that kind of stuff. And now they're doing the sort of Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody, anyone can do it from anywhere around the world. You could be doing the same thing with someone in America fighting about the same thing. That's how amazing it is. 
And um, they actually doing the Nelson Mandela concert. What's happening in ah, the same that's way. right, that's and, right. And too. nobody's paid to, to do it. It's all for free. You can't, you can't really buy a ticket. You have to do a little bit of work, and that's how you earn it, and you get in a yeah. raffle. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what we do. I'm actually going to Zambia. Yeah, so to speak to um, the vice president of, of, of Zambia about uh, hunger, because that's something I'm really uh, full strongly about, because it's something I, w I struggled with when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So And I know how much it sucks to go to bed without food. So we want to try and, and get the vice president to commit on something Brilliant. to up the fund with that. Are you singing or performing or anything? Or is no, it proper I'm performance? Eh? I'm not. No, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. And Ed Sheeran, I can't wait. The they're the going to have to put me in handcuffs because I'm going to freak out. Headlock. It's not really an option. I'll, I'll call Beast. <laughs> to yeah, I'll call Beast. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, so you've obviously, you've had some cool opportunities through rugby. And I remember, I think when I was in the province, you guys were in Australia and you watched Trevor Noah performing in Australia. And, I mean, any cool people that you've met Ed Sheeran, I mean, we're going to have to obviously warn him about you when he comes to South Africa. Yeah, but they're in trouble. Who's the coolest person you've met performance-wise? Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah is... I, I love Trevor. Not Obviously, I've known him. I've Remember you watching it? Come, I still watch it. In the it, airport the that one time, you and Nizam were sitting there yeah, watching it. Yeah, he's amazing. And the, lo the work that it, it does in South Africa, as well, you know, we know he's America, but he still comes back and gives back quite a lot. And I think those kind of things inspire me quite a lot. You know, he did stuff uh, where he took the kids... You know, and I think it was an event, and he, he told the kids to tell the people what they actually need, you know, and that's really amazing. And it's stuff that I'm push, pushing towards, so those kind of stuff really inspires me. And we met the prince as well. The prince, they in wealth. He came to our changing room, yeah, you know, Jesus. he did a down-down of a beer, which is quite amazing. <laughs> I hope and you didn't buffalo Yeah, and, I was, and all I had on was my towel on, so I felt awkward, you know, so... <laughs> I went to greet you. I'm like, hi, I'm the chief of clusters. <laughs> yeah, that was quite cool. Oh, no. Cheapers, we can sit here all day yeah, and I mean, get some insight into See, I wonder, um, I don't know, I, I think it's common knowledge, so I'll probably ask if it's not, then just stop me. But you've, uh, your, your family situation, I, I know that you, uh, tell us a little about that story. I, I think that's a movie. That's a story made for a movie. But just maybe give our viewers just a five-minute rundown of, 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 your, of your family situation. I know, uh, is it, are you happy to talk about it on air? Yeah, sure. If, yeah, if so not, then by all means, stop me. But I have my brother and sister, and then I've got my two kids. Um, so me and my brother and sister have the, the same mother, but different fathers, you know. So our parents passed on when they were kids, and, but my brother was obviously old enough. Yeah. He, re he remembers me from a young age, but my sister was poorly. So we got separated for about seven years where... Our mother passed away and their father passed away. And then I was, I didn't know where they were. And their dad passed away. So they were pushed into, by the social workers, foster care. And then this lady looked after them. They were separated for a bit and then they got back together yeah, again. This lady true. raised them. Taught my sister how to speak and all those kind of things. Look after them for years. Then I found them. One year I went to go play in PE um, for the Springboks. I didn't get selected for the side. And then I was driving around the township. And then one of my cousins said, I've seen your brother and sister. And that time, my wife was still pregnant with Nick. And then I said, told him to take me. So we drove to the, to the township. And I met them. I walked in there, just very emotional, where I saw my sister for the first time. And my brother knew who I was. So it was oh, really? very touchy. Yeah. So I got so excited. I drove to the, uh, to the Nick shop in town, filled up my whole boot with sweets and everything. I got so much in trouble with that granny. Gave them <laughs> sweets, because I didn't know what to do. I was so happy. And then... The December holidays, I took them in to 
just for the holidays. But then I said, I can't let them go. You know what I mean? So I had to find schools in December. I put them in, uh, in schools. Uh, there was a school. There's a school across my my, my my gate, and then I put them there. We got in because I'll stay right out by the school. So they go there, and then I got the final. Finally, the papers done. I think uh, two years ago, the papers are done. Now, now they under my care. So yeah, they're living with us now. I put my brother through through a grade. I think, uh, and I'm big on family, and I believe like yeah, that's yeah, the most important that, yeah. thing. And any man, and any man, in, or any person in my position who could do that for a family member, I think they should actually do stuff like that because. It's, it's bigger than rugby because rugby can be taken away from me, but my brother will always be there. And all I wanted for him and my sister and my two children to have the same opportunity as I had when I got to grade and not to go through what I went through when I was in the township. And um, yeah, I just hope that they see this opportunity and do as much as I can. And uh, I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure that they be whatever they want to be. And that's what I always tell them. Whatever you want to be, I'll support you and back you. If it doesn't work, try something else. Yeah, but it's been amazing. I think mostly for me, because I've got someone that look people that look up to me each and every single day, and I want to be a better person every single day for yeah. those for those four kids back at home. Yeah, it's an epic story now. Yeah, it's yeah. I think awesome, my man. wife is like the she's the, yeah. That's the what I was gonna, that was my next question. Is it, how she, she taken? She didn't have to say yes. Yeah, because we weren't married then. We she was pregnant with my son, you know, and um, I wasn't a solid person as I am now, you know. I was everywhere enjoying the the party life. She said yes, and she, they, she when she gave birth, she got two other kids with her. And I'm never at home. I'm always traveling, and she's there with, with them. And you know how difficult it is for kids to learn this yeah. new person, and I'm not there. And the language barrier was tough because she speaks English and they speak Kosa. And she's fought through it, and now she's loving every moment. Oh, really? Yeah, with the kids, and the kids love it. Awesome, dude. That's such an awesome example yeah. to life. Yeah. Never mind the rugby. That, for me, is that, yeah, yeah, that's, value, that's That's my thing. That's, that stuff gives you... It gives you like butterflies, and it, mm. it fills up your heart, your heart even more than winning a rugby game. Because a rugby game, a lot of people have played rugby, you know. And if you do stuff like that, that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, it no, no, change no, I my brother and sister's life, you know. And yeah, it's 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 really cool stuff. Awesome, dude. See another um, big China of yours. I mean, I have to obviously. He, he sent me a WhatsApp. Said I must mention his name. Wait for Nickat. Don't know yeah. if he's ever watched the show, mind you. But um, he was. Quite a prim baby. Yeah. Your son Nick was quite prim, and you guys have done a lot of work in that area as well. Yeah. Went to dinner a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Anna Carson's was playing there. And you both waited and here, stood up and said, "Listen, whatever um, the hospital needs, they'll do it. They'll mm. they'll get involved and stuff like that." I mean, was that also like quite a scary time for you? Because I remember, you know, Nick was as a, as yeah. a youngster, he was in and out of hospital. I mean, that was it was obviously a tough yeah, time off the field, and, and, and you had a couple tough, of injuries yeah. at that stage. It was yeah. Was so tough, I was at home quite a bit, but. Again, it was more tougher for my wife. When mm. she gave birth, she couldn't touch him because she had to learn to walk first. So I, I could hold him and stuff, and they put him down. It was very small. And then they told her she had to go back to the room where there's other mothers with their kids, you know, and the babies were crying. You can imagine what she was going through. So she got up and walked the next morning so just so she could touch him. And obviously he was in an incubator. It was really tough. I remember changing his first nappy. And I had to use like just my, my, my fingers like that. And it was yeah. it was it was really emotional and it was it was tough. And I don't I know and you see a guy like Wade who went through that and now he is where he is. And my thing is if you can help someone in that position, you definitely should because you can get a weight out of that. You can get the next president through that. All the babies need is a fighting chance and we can 
we just fought to the end. You just, you know, donate or do whatever you can because you don't know what that kid can be. And some of the people can't afford, that's what I worry about. Mm. Where we are fortunate enough to have insurance and, and, and medical aid and that stuff. Other parents can't, I've been to the hospital and I see the hostel has to pay for the things. They get babies every day. Sometimes they have to say no to the babies because they can't afford it. So it was really touching. That's why like, I'm always open to, to help and stuff like that because I knew what we went through, but we're fortunate enough we are able to afford the mm -hmm. fees ourselves. What about, what about the other person who can't afford that kind of stuff? Or is any... I actually think I've really dominated a conversation more than no, most. Who cares about rugby? That's more enough. Than most. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm more, that more, more than most. I mean, um, I, I do a Pretty standard. But you know that. Yeah, I, I think I, it's part, part of the... Why, <laughs> you need, why do you need those people to yeah. tell you that? Yeah, We've been telling you that yeah. for ages. As long as you know your problem, that's half your battle won, isn't it? So, Correct. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. No, but so when are you going to do that? I'm still talking now, So I'm actually going to... It's not a question for Sia. Boys, we're 40 episodes down here, right? I mean... I don't know how we managed to spend a year together on the, literally on the same couch. Actually, neither do I. I actually don't. I mean, <laughs> thank goodness for the striped horses, I must say. I mean, Morgs with his tonics over here. But give me Morgs, what, what stands out for you? Like any, anything that like, aside from... Um, Howie, uh, I, I mean, look... Uh, like, anything funny that you can no, think No, look, of? Howie, I, I don't know. There's plenty of... We've had, we've had fun on this couch and it's... Uh, my, I suppose my, my closing... My closing speech, probably, I guess you want to call it that. State of the Nation. State of the Nation closing speech. It's just been, I think, thanks to you two, Oaks. I think it's, we've differed in opinion all the time, but I think we've just remained mature in our, in our views, and I think that's the most thing, you know. Uh, if Africa can take a leaf out of our book and be able to find a way to, to have disagreements but not, uh, not burn the house down, prophetic then, it, words, then, yeah, then it probably yeah, works. Yeah, so, yeah, right. No, there's been plenty. I mean, obviously, the guests we've had, I think, to oh, me, uh, it's probably because he's, yeah, it, this is my highlight. I mean, hearing Oak like this, hearing our leader, you know, of a jersey that I wish I played for, I uh, dreamt of playing for, to sit here and hear him not talk rugby and, you know, and, mm. and just talk family and talk being a family man. Then that's, you know, that's probably my highlight of the, of the, of the last 40 episodes. But other than that, there's, there's been plenty. We've had some really cool guests on and um, guys yeah. that have shared their knowledge with us massively, you know, uh, from the, t again, uh, I keep it in the Frankie's band, but the Tim Whitehead's of this world, I wasn't on that episode, but I was glued to the screen <laughs> when, when, um, when he was here that's or when he was brilliant. on, you know. And then uh, I think Ton Rashavanga shared some really cool stuff with us. Um, cheap as the list goes on. Joe came and played the guitar. That was fun, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the list is endless. But I think all in all, the, to the two of you guys, I think it's, it's been epic. And hopefully at some point our paths will cross again and we can, we can be in front of the screen. And, five and side soccer. A, Morgs, that's a and have a chat. <laughs> and five side soccer. And we, yeah, we're not, we're not rugby players forever. Without so. trying to gang up on Morgs, if you had one word for me, what, word, what one word would you give to me? Useless. Whew. I mean, <laughs> any, any jokes? Yeah. No. 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 I, mean, we I also want my chance in the soapbox. Please, 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 please. And don't interrupt me. I'll, okay. sip. I'll drink while Keep drinking. Yeah, you interrupted you me. I wasn't even finished. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, the, the, the best part, like, tonight is again a classic example. If there's one thing I wanted to achieve when I was asked to be part of this illustrious team, both in front and behind the camera, it was to give our, our listeners and viewers a side or a, a chance to see the human element of, of rugby, the guys that we've played with, guys that you've worked with, because <clears throat> that's, that's exactly what you don't see on the field. You see everything you want to see. Obviously, you see, hopefully you see great rugby, whether it's the Springboks, Europe, Curry Cup, Super Rugby, doesn't matter. But there's a human element to it. And I think one thing I'm proudest and, 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 and happiest of or happiest about is 
proudest of and happiest about is the fact that every single one of our guests has allowed an insight into the human human element. And I think that they're, they're amazing stories of of the guys that that I and we've played with and against, you know, and they, they need to be seen and they need to be heard. Yeah, I, so I it's, completely it's been amazing. I, I echo that. Definitely. And I think the cool thing is between us three, we've rattled up, we, we've racked up all these guests. You know, it's come from mm -hmm. our phone books, from our friendships, from our relationships. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why the Oaks would be happy to talk on a show that I've asked them to talk on for starters. It obviously proves that... They don't think they, they talk so little there. <coughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they didn't listen they to me when I worked with them. They, they obviously just desperate to get rid of me. So they're like, okay, fine, here's my Skype number. Just maybe my Skype um, username, just, just talk. But yeah, boys, I mean, to you guys, it's been absolutely brilliant. I've loved it. I must say, when we started the show, I wanted to do a podcast. I can't stand the sight of myself, never mind my voice. Um, and I, every week I'm making sure that my, I can get my boop out the way, yeah? But Morgs, you and I have become dads in the last couple of months. I mean, can yeah, we, we have, we have, we all, I mean, ACF, yeah, I can do it, yeah, so surely, yeah. I mean, sure. anybody can. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, two striped horse, Clarks and Sons. Yeah, absolutely. One for the road, I've got to get for me sure. home tonight without a one shadow of a doubt. To the guys at Moonsport, boys behind the camera, uh, Rugby365, Rugby Pass, I mean, it sounds like an Oscar speech, this, but mm. as we go now, I think we are going to get Tio Khaleesi, the Springbok captain, hopefully the 2019 Rugby World Cup captain for South Africa to Champion. sign off. Winning captain. Winning captain, never mind. But Champion. Tio, would you please do us the honours and sign off for Late Tackle? Hi, I'm Tio Khaleesi, and you've watched 40 episodes of Late Tackle. Cheers. Hello, guys. Brian Abana, yeah? Uh, I just want to congratulate the late tackle team for getting through four whole seasons of their show. Yeah, I really hope to see you guys back soon. To Howie and the rest of the boys. I'm just surprised that anybody could get a word in. Uh, with Howie Khan dominating the conversation every show. I'm not sure about Morgan's... Uh... The choice of caps. Well, let's not even go there. Whimsy, my guy. I hope you don't put your feet up on the table at home, brother. Cheers, lads.